This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. A couple of years ago, a new part of my life began. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it changed everything. I guess I'll backtrack and tell you a little about how I got there. After all, if you had told me that phrase a few years back, I'd have no idea what it meant. (laughs) So I'll do my best to take you back and share. I grew up in a predominantly Baptist church. I'm sure there's a wide range of denominational backgrounds listening today, and maybe some who have no background at all in anything having to do with church. And that's okay, too. That's why I wanted to share. I guess I never realized just how many differences there were in denominations. I only knew what I knew. Just as I'm sure that most people only know one way as they grow up in the same church home their whole lives. Now, what I'm not going to do today on this episode is tell you about all those differences. (laughs) After all, I have no official qualifications or degrees in theology. But what I do have is a story of my own. And as I continue on my walk with the good Lord, I'm understanding more and more that everyone will have their own unique relationship and experience with God. And today I'll share a little about mine. So I asked Jesus into my heart at the age of nine at Cedar Glade Baptist Church Camp. It was a few years later when I finally gathered the courage to take the next step and get baptized in front of the whole congregation. I was 13. So fast forward to the summer of 2020. We were home in Arkansas spending some of our summer home on Shay's family farm. And my precious mother-in-law and a handful of women, most of whom were cousins or aunts, invited me to their little Bible study. As the kids ran and laughed outside, we gathered around and discussed some prompts along with what the Lord had been laying on our hearts. I don't really remember how, probably me mentioning the fact that I actually grew up Baptist, but they all asked me if I had been baptized by the Holy Spirit. I was a little confused, and I said, you mean like being baptized in the baptismal? And they said no. So I said, well, I I guess I hadn't been, and they asked if I wanted to be. So, of course, I said yes. At this point in my life, I had really been chasing after God, seeking and knocking. I had even been praying for the Holy Spirit to fall on me, even though I had no idea what that meant. So, these precious women gathered around and began to pray, hands on mine and on my shoulders. They prayed for the Holy Spirit to come on me, and they spoke in languages I couldn't understand. I know now that these were their heavenly languages, or some call it speaking in tongues. I remember them telling me that I may not speak in tongues right away, but that it would happen. We wept and continued to pray. Well, I never spoke in tongues that day. However, I was hungry too. I was hungry for all that God had for me, and I knew that this was something He promised in the Bible. I began reading every place in the Bible that I could find on the Holy Spirit. I highlighted every passage on it. I prayed for it. And every day on my walks, I would listen to messages about the Holy Spirit. 
It was on one of my walks one day a few months later when I happened onto a podcast where they began praying in tongues. It was a recorded show with a studio audience, and the host was encouraging a little time of prayer in which the entire audience began praying and continued praying for a long stretch of time. My ears were met with a swell of voices, all praying, all in languages I couldn't place. And as I walked, listening to these foreign prayers, I began to weep, and I opened my mouth to join them. I began to pray in my own heavenly language. I wept and prayed all the way home that day on the sidewalk, thankful for my sunglasses, (laughs) but not really caring because I felt God's presence so near. That day marked a life change for me. I had Jesus in my heart. I'd been saved since I was nine years old. And some 20 years later, at the age of 29, I felt like my walk with God was really just beginning. This is just my own story, and it set me on fire like I have never been on fire for God before. I read His Word, and His revelation just seemed to pour out of every page, truly alive. Now, I'm just sharing my experience today before I jump into talking about the Holy Spirit and what the Bible tells us about it, because I feel like everyone has like I said, their own unique experiences with Holy Spirit, and that is mine. So again, I'm no theologian. um, I'm no professor. I don't have a doctorate, but I do have experience. And so today what I wanted to do is share all the things over the last few years that I have studied and read up on on the Holy Spirit. And if this is something that confuses you, uh, maybe you don't have much church background or any at all, that's okay. I want to explain the Holy Spirit the way it was explained to me in Sunday school years ago. And it's always stuck with me because God is a trinity. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so it's the three part, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit but they're all one. And as a kid, that was really confusing to me. But someone explained it to me, a Bible school teacher, who said, think of it like an egg. So we've got a yolk, a white, the egg white, and the egg shell. But it's all part of the egg. It's all an egg. Any part of it is just three different parts. So that helped me identify, in a way, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If that helps you, it helped me as a child, and it still helps me today when I try to remember that God is all three. He is the Trinity. So with that being said, um, I'm going to give you a little breakdown of Holy Spirit, kind of like a one-on-one session here. I'm going to read a few passages about Holy Spirit. So I did a little research, and even though Holy Spirit is not mentioned Explicitly, in the Old Testament, it is referred to over 20 times. You can think of the story of Samson, and it said the Spirit of God came on Samson, and the Spirit of God came on Saul, or the Spirit of God came on whoever. Many, many of the characters in the Old Testament were spoken of, and God would come on them. The Spirit of God would come on them, and it is one and the same. I also pulled up a list of some of the names of the Holy Spirit. Some people refer to it as Holy Ghost. Some people refer to it as the Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, 
spirit of holiness, spirit of his son, eternal spirit, spirit of glory, spirit of counsel, the comforter, the helper, the advocate, spirit of judgment, spirit of revelation, spirit of knowledge. So these are just some of the names for the Holy Spirit. Um, And at the end of this podcast, I will, in the notes, list some references in the Bible for you to go back and refer to Holy Spirit, because I definitely want you guys to do your own research and do your own studying and dive into what God wants to share with you about the Holy Spirit. But what I wanted to share is that it is something that is available to everyone everyone can receive the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to read some scripture to you about when Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Okay, starting in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 1. Now, to give you a little context here, the disciples had run and they were hiding in the upper room. This is after Jesus died and rose again from the dead He returned to them, and he was on the earth for about 40 more days. It says 40 days in the Bible that he taught them a lot about God and God's kingdom, and then he ascended into heaven. So this is that story, and that's a little backdrop for you. So Paul writes, In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he severed and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Okay, so that was Jesus' promise. He said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm sending a helper. And it depends on the version that you look at, but it will say a counselor, a helper. It is a gift. And so he tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait. So now I'm going to read to you the second chapter of Acts when they are waiting in the upper room in Jerusalem. So on the day of Pentecost being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house. From out of the heavenly realm, a roar of wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. 
And then, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never heard. Now, at that time, there were Jewish worshipers who had immigrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem. When the people of the city heard the roaring sound, crowds came running to where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening, because each one could hear the disciples speaking in his or her own language. Bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these all Galileans? So how is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages? We are not northern Iranians, yet we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialects. They all stood there, dumbfounded and astonished, saying to one another, What is this phenomenon? So there is the second part of the story of the Holy Spirit and how God told them he was going to send a counselor, a friend, a gift. So they go and wait, and then the Holy Spirit falls. So the Holy Spirit is a gift from God, and it's available to everyone. So if you want to start in the chapter of Acts, and also Corinthians and Ephesians, there are so, so many things about the Holy Spirit. In fact, I might have to shorten this episode and then start back next week to talk a little more about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, I will read this part in Corinthians. It's about the Holy Spirit who distributes many gifts, um, and I will read them here to you. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one, and He is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gifts and ministry as He energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. For example, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. And to another, the same Spirit gives the gift of faith. And to another, the same Spirit gives gifts of healing. And to another, the power to work miracles. And to another, the gift of prophecy and to another the gift to discern what the Spirit is speaking, and to another the gift of speaking different kinds of tongues, and to another the gift of interpretation of tongues. Remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as He chooses for each believer. So friends, today I wanted to encourage you that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is something that we all have available to us. And even though I received Jesus into my heart at the age of nine, I hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it changed everything for me. It changed everything. It changed how God communicated with me and how I could really, really hear Him. And one of the most exciting parts of this for me was that I had a heavenly language. Um, This is something that I've talked about to our boys, especially to Asher, um, and I would pray over him in heavenly language, and he asked about it. So I explained to him that when you pray 
in a heavenly language, it's so powerful because even though you don't understand what you are saying, Holy Spirit is praying for you. The Bible says when you don't have words to say, the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf. That's why He is your advocate. That's why He is your your helper. He's praying what you don't even know to pray, but God through you will pray this. And the other cool part is that when you're praying in this heavenly language, the enemy doesn't know what you're praying. Satan can't understand your prayer because your holy language, your heavenly language is something that is a direct line of communication between you and God that only you and God understand. It is so intimate and nobody can understand that. It is powerful. You can pray in your heavenly language, not knowing what you're praying, but knowing that Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf and that God is going to use that and use those prayers through you to answer and to partner with Him. So it's an incredible tool. I'm going to tell you, when I started praying in the Holy Spirit, I would walk every day. I would listen to music, and then it would just pour out of me. And and that can be a little intimidating, or you can be really self-conscious. I was in the beginning, but I'd listen to music. I had headphones on, listen to music, and then I couldn't hear myself for the first little bit. And that kind of got me comfortable with opening my mouth to let Holy Spirit pray on my behalf. So it's pretty cool stuff. And it's stuff I feel like we don't talk about a lot in church. It's stuff that I don't think a lot of people even know about. And it's so exciting. It's such a powerful tool. It's something that is accessible to all of us if we only ask God for it. So today, I want to encourage each of you to go to the Bible, to research about Holy Spirit, to pray for the Holy Spirit to fall, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I am going to drop some um, verses some chapters, some references for you so you will have a starting point to go look this up for yourself and see what God reveals to you about the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that this episode today becomes an encouragement and sparks a fire in you for more and for deeper and for more intimacy and for that weapon that the Holy Spirit is as a prayer tool and as a counselor who will give you gifts to fight against the principalities of this world because God has asked us to partner with Him and we have the authority to do that because His Son Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins. So friends, today I just ask that Holy Spirit will meet you where you are and I just ask Holy Spirit, to light a fire in you. I'm praying that you go throughout this week and you think about these things and that you do your own research, but I love you. And I wanted to share this encouragement with you today because it changed my life and it can change yours. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.